Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. Homeschooling. What do you think of it? Some people think it's a hippy-dippy idea that only alternative lifestyle people embrace, but more and more families are embracing homeschooling. Denny Martinez is a very good friend of mine who's also a yoga teacher and doula. She's now in her second year of homeschooling. She has three kids. They're aged three, five, and seven. And recently, I had the opportunity to interview her about homeschooling. I began by asking her why she had chosen to do this with her children. So we used to live on a boat for three years when they were still really little and, um, we never knew exactly how long that was going to last. And so the idea of boat schooling, we called it back then, which is basically homeschooling on a boat, was always in the back of my mind. And when we came back to Sydney, my oldest was kindy age, and uh, he went to Bondi Beach Public for a year, which was a beautiful experience. And then the next year we moved up to the central coast to an eco-village and kind of the way it all happened and with that homeschooling always somewhere in the back of my mind, um, it flew into that direction that we decided to give it a try for a year and that was last year and so this year, because it all went so well, we decided for various reasons to continue. Was there a point when you decided after moving that homeschooling would be better for your eldest? Look, I don't think there's a perfect education system. Like Many people at our eco-village do the Steiners, some the Montessori, some the local public school and some others homeschool like us. I think it's very much of a what suits your family. So not only the child, but also the rest of the family and also the face. I think there's, it can change very easily. My oldest is pretty easygoing, so I think he could do well in all systems. But personally... I just found in the end when I weighed up the pros and cons that for us at this point, it made more sense to homeschool. So just in, sorry to be picky, but when you say it makes more sense to homeschool, was that because it was easier after the move to keep them there or it was more along the lines of what you wanted to teach them um, or it was more fitting in the philosophy of living in the eco-village or all of the things combined? Uh, yeah, it's definitely philosophical, I would say. That'd probably be the word. Just uh, along the lines of them being able to learn more freely. What I've seen of schools is that this, the teachers are amazing. Most of them have the best heart intentions and they try and do such a good job. But in that system, that's really quite outdated. Like everyone thinks it's always been like that. But within the uh, whole human race that's a very 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 recent development the school as we know it it came up in the industrialization and then we needed to train these little industrial workers like little robots and that's how the school started and now we're kind of still stuck a little bit in that system and that one one approach fits all you've got at least 20 kids in one class you kind of expect them to all enjoy the same thing and what I observe kids in general they love learning they love growing that's just what they do and I listened to this podcast the other day on someone who researches anthropology (laughs) um, with regards to like how we lived in the stone age and particularly with regards to education 
and how kids grew up then and how they, and even Aboriginal cultures, another example where up to 15 or up to, they had puberty and they go through that rite of passage, they just let them play and they observe that when they play naturally, they copy whatever tasks they see will be really essential in their grown-up life. So that would be the gathering hunting. If we structure them too much and we kind of take away that free play opportunity and don't let them figure out things by themselves and amongst themselves, which happens a lot, not only in the school set at the moment, but more and more people then have after-school activities that are also adult-led. So kids just don't have enough of that time anymore figuring out their way in society. And I think through that, they learn, like often in schools you hear that, oh no, I don't want to do homework, I don't want to learn. I don't think that's natural at all to children. So I find with the homeschooling, it just allows us to flow more with what suits them. So my kids, they grew up on a boat and here in the bush, so they're quite wild and we learn best when we are outside. We still do a little bit of the structured learning, maybe an hour a day or so, but that's just what works for us. But the rest, when we are, you know, we do science experience, we go for bushwalks and just learn through all senses in a way and and they enjoy it and it just flows naturally and there's no pushing or no forcing or having to do homework and or wanting to be on the screen the whole time. What's it like for you in terms of taking on that responsibility because you already look after three and some are quite young and it's a lot of work. Did you have to do more research in terms of what you wanted to teach them both out in nature but also when you take that hour at home? Yeah, so I registered, um, which means I had to look at the New South Wales curriculum, which everyone can see online, and then come up with a strategy on how I'm going to address all those quite a few points in the different subjects of math, English, science, geography, etc. Um, and look, there's a, quite a big homeschool community up here, but everyone has such a different approach. And that's what I meant before as well. Like, it really, there's no one approach fits all, even amongst the homeschooling. Um, so I, I, I wrote up quite a detailed like 50 page document on how I was going to address all these different things. And I kind of have that in the back of my mind. And then every few months, or if I'm feeling a bit stuck or that we're kind of stuck on the same topic or not moving forward, then I'll come back to that and then tick off. Cause at the end of the year, you've got to report back on what you've done, what we've done. And then through that, gain some ideas. And there's those really short points. And if you need more clarity on what's actually what kids that age are meant to learn in New South Wales, you dig a little deeper. But what I'm finding, most of them get ticked off quite naturally. And it, it just, yeah, you, you just go with their natural interest. And then it's, it's not about having to tick off these points. It's not stressful, if you know what I mean. So when you take that learning into, let's say, the bush environment, and it's about their curiosity, I'm assuming, do you have in the back of your mind, I'm going to see where they go, but I'm, it's my job to pick out the lessons? Is that how it works when you're in that environment? For us, it doesn't. Some some parents would do it that way. I just go with whatever it is. Like I really let them lead it because that's in that sense more of a free schooling approach. But I wouldn't say I'm free schooling to completely because I do have that curriculum in the back of my mind, and we do also go through the workbooks. So I always, you know, that that way I make sure I take off what some specialist at one point deemed that that's what kids should do, and I find that so easy to take off and then because there's just the, the the few of us and I don't need to cater to another 20 kids and then with all the rest we've got that space and time to explore what they really 
or further beyond that what they're interested in and then sometimes that adds on to the curriculum sometimes that's something completely different but it just gives us so much more freedom so much more space so much more time when we talk about your eldest what is his passion like what do you find him gravitating towards and has it changed since you started homeschooling him my eldest always been the he's quite in his brain and he loves his arts and he loves his science so he's probably one of the easiest kids to homeschool we all love books and the whole family so at least once a week or so we go to the library come back with about 60 books including like those science at home kind of books and he often gets up in the morning by the time I come back from yoga he would have started last week he did his own anometer I can't talk today Um, then he made a barometer he ended up making this whole weather station just by himself every now and then he comes in and asks for a bit of help but when they grow that little bit older he'll be eight in a few months then it's really that self-directed learning and you're just there to assist that process I think you I feel it's my responsibility to expose them. So in that sense, I guess it's not the complete what people would call free schooling because I give them the ideas. I think, for example, if I don't mention that there's a whole solar system out there, then how can they ask questions beyond? So I mention these things or sometimes in the form of a book, sometimes in the form of a little documentary or story, and then it's up to them what they want to pick up and where they're at. Um, the middle one's very different. He's more the sporty, really needs that physical activity. So it's interesting and at times challenging to balance the two interests. But at the same time, I think they gain from both because if it was just the first one or if they're both that way, we probably do less sports than uh, what we do. And vice versa, the little one, then he learns and kind of after a little while gets into the science and the artsy experiments too. One thing people bring up when it comes to homeschooling is socialisation. So are children getting enough exposure to other children? Is that something that you've thought of or that worries you or you address with your kids? I think it's impossible not to think of because that's probably the first thing that people always criticise when they've got this critical approach to homeschooling or those who do. In our situation, it's never worried me because we live in an eco-village. There's about 40 kids when uh, we're all together between the ages of zero and 10. So they get a lot of socialization in that way. And having said that also, I don't think that's necessarily a pro point for school because, yes, kids for sure definitely need socializing with, with similar age children. But A, I don't think... 20 or 30 kids in one classroom and a thousand kids in a school is the best way of getting that socializing. I think there's a lot of just social coping um, rather than socializing. And B, what I find also, and that comes really back from when we lived on a boat, the kids were kids. The moment we'd meet another sailing boat, it did not matter what age, what race, what class they're supposedly in. It was just fun playing. And because there was all this diversity, they learn so much off and with each other. Whereas I noticed just from that year that um, my older one went to school, it's like, oh, you're in year one, you're in year two, I won't play with the other one. Um, so I, yeah, I really enjoy that they don't have that so much because it's it's silly just categorizing by age and then you miss out on so many potential friends. Do you have a plan for how long you'll homeschool them? Do you, do you imagine, do you see this going into high school or is it only for primary school? What's your approach there? I'm a very much flow with the 
whatever there is in the moment person. So every year we reassess, even the beginning of this year, we reassessed. And actually they went to the local public school for a week so we could check it out and make a proper choice to make sure we all still wanted that homeschooling. And I was so proud of them. They did really well, walked in there confidently and after a week. I wasn't so fond of the whole thing. It was just quite overwhelming, even for me. So I can't quite imagine. They must have felt that even felt that even more. But then after a week, they came and said, Mummy, it was great, but homeschooling is even greater. So I think we'll keep on you know, rolling year by year. That was Dini Martinez, yoga teacher and doula. If you'd like to find out more about Dini and her work, there'll be links in the notes of this episode. In the next episode of Feed, Play, Love, we'll be back with Helpline and our resident mothercraft expert, Chris Minogue, answering all your parenting questions. Babies come into families every day, every hour of every day. So don't overthink it too much. If you want to ask Chris your questions, you can email them to us directly. The email is helpline at theparentbrand.com.au. Feed, Play, Love is written and hosted by me, Siobhan Hunt.